0: Talk about the beta test. The beta test is a dark comedy thriller, very unique film. It was written and directed, and it stars Jim Cummings uh, as well as PJ McCopp. He he co-wrote and co-directed the film, and he also co-stars in the film. Um, I don't, he's not like one of the main main characters, but he shows quite a bit. The movie is this sort of high concept, uh, sort of. <laughs> I don't even know. It's about relationships. It's about adultery. It's about a guy, a Hollywood agent, who gets a mysterious letter in the mail saying that he can attend this anonymous, no strings attached, sexual encounter. And he ha- he decides, well, if I do this, you know, like what what will happen? And so, as certain events unfold, his entire world sort of just falls yep. apart. <laughs> um,
1: well, yeah. yeah. Mike Lib. Uh, one sentence description would be eyes wide shut meets Swimming with Sharks. I would
0: say Loser. meets Office Space. Yeah, personally. I mean,
1: have you seen Swimming with Sharks? Cause that's more um, like a Hollywood agent type yeah. thing, I think. Yeah,
0: so. point taken. It's a short movie, first of all, and it kind of just gets to the point. Like I was kind of surprised at the structure of this thing. Like it, it, it starts with like a cold open. It runs you right into this world right off the bat. And I would say this is one of the most fascinating movies where the main character you hate. He's sort of this like, oh, gosh, Norman Bates, but like more of like the American psycho version. And he is like he's like the most stereotypical Hollywood agent. This character should be inferior. This character should be so annoying and so like, I don't care. But Jim Cummings, we mentioned he's he's the he's the main guy. He also is the director and the writer. Uh, This movie is a bit of a magic trick because I was so fascinated by every boneheaded, dumb thing, evil thing he was doing. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Under the Silver Lake where you despise that guy, but you're still like invested. You want to know what's going to happen. It's so odd. I also really want to point out Virginia Newcomb, who we saw from the death of Dick Long, is in this. I I thought that she was kind of the, the secret weapon of the movie. Right. Like she comes in and you, there, there are some like maybe some preconceptions that I had with her character that the movie totally spins because I think it, I think Cummings understands what you're supposed to feel like he's intentionally inserting and removing things from this movie to guide you a certain way. But then to surprise you, I, I came out of this movie really digging it. I, I think I think Beta Test is a, a neat, tight, fun little thriller. Uh, if if I can say that, with some interesting ideas. I don't think it totally nails the landing. I think it could have had a much stronger ending, but what, what do you think?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I was definitely intrigued to see it. Um, I know we didn't talk about Thunder Road when it came out, but I really, really enjoyed that film. I've grown to like it even more thinking back on it, and I think it was a really good showcase for Jim Cummings, not only as a filmmaker, but as an actor. I think he just has such a idiosyncratic screen presence in a way that i think he seems really aware of and in tune with as far as like playing these sort of broadly macro aggressive uh male figures in a way that obviously you know like the the key phrase would be like toxic masculinity or whatever but like clearly like these he plays the type of guys who like they, they got some shit to work through. <laughs> like, they've, they've got these, like, issues that they're dealing with, either because of, like, public perception or, like, their own inherent, like, need to do something, or this idea that, like, they, as, like, straight white men, they're, like, kind of promised these certain things and they just can't get them. And I thought he communicated on that stuff really well in Thunder Road. And uh, ultimately, I'm favorable on wolf of snow hollow but i found myself a bit disappointed by it i think you were more favorable than i was if you did you see that one or what no we, we
0: were talking last week that was the one that i skipped i think you talked about that okay. with abby that's right yeah Cause
1: i remember i remember we covered it on the show but i didn't remember if you had seen it um i remember i i appreciate what i was going for especially in terms of like using the wolf metaphor for like kind of uh this uh, tale of like addiction and uh, him play another cop character in a way that, you know, I, I could see it being narratively a piece with, um with Thunder Road, but I found it to be not quite as, as uh, affecting. But I think this movie, I was really curious about his third film because I was just like, okay, I think he needs to move away from playing cops. Like he's done this three times now uh, with the, his first two films and then with Halloween kills. Like I want to see him, do something different, kind of tackling his themes, his pet ideas, but in a way that willingly kind of skews other genres, other types of characters, other lines of business. And clearly like Hollywood is festering with these sort of like, uh, you know, pompous self uh, self-satisfied kind of guys who just want to like put on this persona of like, they got everything together. They're, they're on top of everything, but like, you know, they have these kind of very fragile egos this, uh, you know, flailing industry that that is so unpredictable and so wildly changing at any given moment in time, especially now. And I think he makes a pretty effective thriller slash satire slash horror film. I guess it's technically a horror film overall. Mm. It, it has horror elements to it, certainly. No, uh, I don't know if
0: I agree with that. It's, I mean, i it's it's not IMDb even that credits. suspenseful, really.
1: Uh, I would disagree with you on that one. I thought it was pretty tense. Uh, not like
0: it's tense, but it's tense in like a frantic I don't know. Right. Again, I think that it's like a textbook thriller satire in that sense.
1: Yeah. I'm just going uh, IMDb credits it as a horror comedy.
0: Oh, well, uh, IMDb. Sure. I'm just telling you,
1: yeah, I mean, (laughs) you know, they, they credit it as a horror comedy thriller. So that's the three genres. They
0: They can, they can do what they want.
1: The beginning of the film is certainly at least horror adjacent. Um, and then there's like a few other scenes that, that, that borrow from the horror. And obviously his first film was a horror or his second film, I mean, was a horror film. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I don't know if I loved it, but I definitely admire what Jim Cummings is doing as a filmmaker. And I think he's really in tune with what he wants to say and what he wants to communicate. And I, I don't know if I have liked the film of his as much as I've liked Thunder Road, but I think this is uh, certainly a step up from the Wolf of Snow Hollow.
0: That's funny. I think I think this is one of those episodes where all where all the movies I think were pretty much on the same page. Yeah, I'm in like it, not love it mode as well. I think I think it's it's dark, quirky. And it's it's what I like about it is that it's clearly about the toxicity of like men in positions of power. Like there's even a part of like, I missed the early 2000s. You know, there's a lot of like Harvey Weinstein commentary. There's a lot of like, you can't do this sort of thing anymore, but it's commenting on it without feeling like it's above the criticism. You know, you almost get the sense that Jim Cummings is kind of talking to himself in this movie, like a little bit. And I think it's just being honest about what men are feeling about masculine culture. And how they're feeling a little bit like, man, what are we supposed to do? And I think there's so much, there's so much good content in that regard of like, in this movie, it's not like there's some sort of like bastion of here, here's how you're supposed to be. It's a little bit bleaker than that, which I appreciate because I think we've talked about this in plenty of reviews where sometimes I think like Hollywood's response to skirting the sort of problematic dude archetype is that Mm -hmm. they make this lion out of the nice guy. Kind of character he can do no wrong we saw it like very recently with last night in soho where that character he is just he's perfect and it's kind of like reverse gendering i think what we had to deal with for the longest time with with female supporting characters and manic pixie dream girls to some extent where it's like this like endlessly doting always like perfectly supportive character instead of a one-dimensional human being so it's funny because this movie it's about that, but it also like wraps it up in this very engaging story and thriller about a guy who becomes repeatedly obsessed with this like sort of scam that he perceives as going on where people are being like lured into this situation with these purple envelopes. And he's, he's trying to unpack it. And I like how the movie too, like as it goes, it starts to sort of like loosen the bolts on how, like bizarre and mysterious, this whole like revelation of what's going on is supposed to be at some point you get the feeling, Oh, it's not actually like this big, unbelievable thing. And that's kind of the point what he's projecting onto it is sort of the point. And so I won't say anything else because I think it's, it's worth discovering for yourself, Um, but I, I really got a lot out of it in that respect.
1: See, I kind of like the merge the two where it's like, there is actually something deeper and more sinister happening, but it's also kind of like in his head at the same time.
0: (laughs) That's what I mean. It's kind of like a
1: mix of both. It is
0: there. It's not like, it's not like a small thing that's going on, but I do think that like at times you think like it's going for something like, Oh, I don't know. I don't want to say because I would probably give too much away, but yeah.
1: Well, I mean, without getting into like the end of film, there there are clear scenes where like other characters are put in harm's way and in danger because of something associated with this like kind right. of a looming presence. So it's like it's not a secret that like there is actual stuff going down. It's just a matter of like how much of it's actually going down and how much of it's related to his paranoia and all this stuff and like how much is he being influenced by these things and how much is he actually just like too into his head to really like see the big picture here in a way that um I don't know, it almost feels like Weirdly almost like inherent vice-esque without like the drugs. Like kind of like there is like stuff going on, but also it's just kind of like this weirdo going around trying to act more macho than he really is, and just kind of caught in this like huge conspiracy thing that he can never fully understand or even try to really understand properly outside of his own kind of selfish interest in it. And uh yeah, I think it's 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 done in obviously in a very broadly satirical way, but in ways I, I often found pretty funny and gripping, even when the central character is just a huge douche.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's got a little bit of uncut gem- gems in there, too, in terms of the franticness of it. It's got a little bit of the 23, the number 23 with Jim Carrey, where it's just, yeah, it spirals and spirals out of something that's not actually that we're spiraling to some respect. I actually, I totally forgot what you were saying about... The reason I wasn't thinking about a horror is I actually forgot about the, like some of this, it happens early, but like some of the killing that happens in this, like the danger of it. And I think it's because that was the like most least, that was the least interesting thing about the movie to me. So I wasn't even thinking about that. We were like, oh, is this a horror? Yeah. I guess it is. Cause it does have that stuff. I forgot.
1: Right. Yeah. I was, well, that's why I was kind of confused when you were being <laughs> yeah, about this it.
0: isn't a horror and someone's like being stabbed. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> you're just like, am I, am I being gaslit right now?
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, um,
1: no, but yeah, I mean, I think it's like, I mean, I, I used horror kind of loosely with Spencer and I don't think that's actually a horror film. I just think it has like horror type scenes. This is sound like somewhat of a horror film, but mostly a satire slash thriller slash mystery or whatever that just happens to have like kind of like a a horror movie bubbling underneath it at the same time. Uh, But yeah, I mean like I I wish I loved it because I think it's, I I really like what Jim Cummings is going for. Like I said, as a filmmaker and actor and I, I think he's doing some really interesting things. And I think what he's able to do on these really low budgets is really commendable. Like his, I think, I think his films look really sharp for like being only like a few thousand dollars yeah. I think he's smart and, epi- and economical as a filmmaker, as far as like using space and time like that. And also, I like that his filmmaking is, seems like very controlled and thoughtful, but he plays these characters who are clearly like on hinge and like willing to freak out any moment. It's like this kind of like nice yin yang that I I think his style is really smart about communicating. And uh, yeah, he just seems to be really kind of uh, honing his style in interesting ways. And like I said, um, it seems like he's moving more to genre territory with his later films in, in ways I find really intriguing. And I want to keep following his filmography for that reason and more.
0: Yeah, I, this thing is a micro budget, like micro, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So it's it's really yeah. impressive because you you don't watch this movie and be like, I, I would assume it's like a couple million, you know. And the fact that it's like a fraction of that is mm-hmm. it's it's seriously impressive what he's able to accomplish with so little. And I think part of that too is that he doesn't have any big name actors. He, he has people you might recognize, you know, like you might recognize PJ McCabe and you might recognize Virginia Newcomb, but he he does all uh, almost this whole movie with people, you know, where he's probably the, the biggest, most recognizable face. And he himself isn't that recognizable. People would be like, "What are the poo?" Like, what are you talking about? So <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, this is from IFC Films. It, it sounds like we both dig it, uh, a good bit. Yeah. Not, not, not one of my favorites, but Certainly, something that I, I I premiered at Berlin and it, it got a little bit of buzz there. It's it's now available in VOD. I don't think it's in a lot of theaters. Uh, it's only made like twenty five thousand dollars at the box office, so I think it's at like a handful of theaters right now. Probably New York and L A. If, uh, if I would have had to guess. But yeah, I, I think it's uh, if if you're in the mood for a cool little indie that you can stream or rent on demand, definitely give this one a look. It's it's worth your time. Uh, any any last thoughts though on uh, beta test before we play our game?
1: um well is i'm guessing there's no like cinema score or anything for this right we're just no. going off of yeah, i was gonna say I, v-
0: vegas i don't think has gotten it yet they're yeah. still they still have spencer to deal with to, to chew on sure they're
1: they're still they're still <laughs> contemplating how they feel about they're still, spencer. They're still in the theater right <laughs> It's like, I think I like that. Um, yeah. Uh, Beta test would be even more confounding, I think, to them. Probably. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I don't think I have anything else to to talk about with Beta test I mean, there's a lot I want to dive into, but I feel like a lot of it would be spoilery. So yeah, I don't want to like, yeah. So I think it's worth watching. It's definitely if you're one you're intrigued by and if you like Thunder Road, it's worth watching for sure. And I'm really excited to see where Jim Cummings <laughs> goes next. But um, yeah, not like a great film, but definitely one that keeps me very interested to see where this filmmaker and actor is going to go next.
0: Agreed. All right. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score is? We have 67 reviews counted. Not bad. So a, a lot of those were Berlin, but we've gotten some more as the weekend came. I'm, I'm actually impressed with how many it got, considering how many other films are happening right now. And yeah, I guess there, people were like us. It's like, we we want to, we want to capture at least one thing. You know, it gets one thing that's not like the big, big movie. So mm-hmm. there you go.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, I, I do think Jim Cummings has earned a lot of clout uh, deservedly. So I think in, in critic circles and all that. Chill so, um, Cummings yeah uh I'm gonna say 68 percent for the critic score
0: 68 really yeah 68
1: is that too high or too low
0: it's 94 oh really okay. yeah it was 100 I thought it'd just be coming I out thought of the it'd festival. be kind
1: of divisive I don't know I, I was way off on that one
0: wow I I thought you liked the film I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> no I like I thought it'd just be more divisive interesting uh, okay yeah
0: okay fair enough uh, okay what about uh, audience score audience score we can't really really like take much with because it has fewer than 50 ratings none of the like it doesn't have verified ratings but i, I don't imagine there's like a campaign against this movie so um
1: this is a real shot in the dark yeah. uh <laughs> i'm gonna just say 74 percent again
0: 55 55 people right. people saw this after spencer and they were in such a bad mood they were like you know what i don't like this either <laughs> <laughs> i don't like anything yeah but yeah uh, of, of all the films we talked about this week I, i'd say beta test is uh it's like right in the middle i would say like i think spencer is like the big recommend for me in terms Mm -hmm. of the ones we just talked about and uh yeah beta test is a a good a good follow if you want to check that out as well eternals i mean people know if they're going to see that i mean what what could we possibly say about eternals
1: that would Uh, you know we we said like an hour's worth i think i I guess we said our piece yeah
0: Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.